everybody. Welcome to Two Bi Guys, here with another interview from a married bi guy from my book, Bisexual Married Men. It's about bi men who are married to women, appropriately titled. And I'm very excited to be here today with one of my fascinating interviewees. He has a lovely story in the book. I can't wait for you all to read it, and we're going to talk about it a little bit today. Welcome to Two Bi Guys, Andre T. Short. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So good to see you again. You too. For you to be here. So in the book, your name is Kaiko. Is that right? Yes, Mm -hmm. Kaiko. Or Kaiko, by the way. You don't have to do the extra. Kaiko. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) I was doing that in my head as I read it. Kaiko. Okay. So actually, let's start there because in other cases, I chose people's names because they, they didn't care. And I and what I would do is I would go to their birth year and look up common names, find their name, and then pick a name near there uh, in popularity. So that, you know, if you had a common name, you'd stick with a common name and and not. But I also offered people, you know, you can pick your pseudonym. And, you, and we sort of collaborated on this one. Can you tell me how we came up with Kaiko? Sure. Uh, I just felt like, no offense, Troy just felt a little bland because my my, I find my name to be a little interesting. And most people, when I tell people, you know, they're like, what's your name? And I say, Andre, they usually go, oh, it, you know, it's like, oh, that's, that's nice. That's not very common. I mean, if I were, you know, in France, it would be super common, but it's not usually common where I tend to find myself. Um, so I just wanted something a little richer and something a little bit more um, that would clue in that I'm not a white man. Mm-hmm. So. Kaiko's cool. very Hawaiian. Um, I'm Hawaiian myself, so I thought, you know, that let's let's go with that. I love it. Uh, I wish that. I mean, I don't wish, but I I like that you took me up on on the option <laughs> to choose choose your own pseudonym. Let me also start here. This is I'm asking everyone this before we get into your actual story. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to participate in this project? I, mm. I think you were in the second round of interviews in 2022. Yeah. So I put out this call and you answered. And why why did you choose to reach out and participate? Mm, I think I didn't think that it would necessarily end up happening. But I thought, you know what, you might as well put put your best foot forward and see what happens. I I think I am always becoming more and more comfortable in who I am. And part of that is my bisexuality. And so I thought it would it would be something that would be helpful for me to just keep sitting in that space to be able to process it and to also be able to uh, pay it forward a little bit because I started listening to Two Bi Guys when it uh, initially came out because I was soups in the closet and I wasn't sure I didn't have the language to even describe how I felt uh what I was thinking and it really just it it helped me a lot and I thought you know if we can also make room for other people to feel like they're seen and and heard and give them maybe some more stories and language around how they might be feeling then that would be something to be a part of I love it and I love your uh your young millennial uh slang oh God. with soups. I think I, I mean 
you're not that much younger than me, but you, I think you are the youngest person I interviewed for the book because it's married people. So, right. you know, we're not going to get them too young, sure. especially by guys. But, uh, I, I love it. Um, are, do, you, do you identify as a millennial or are you? I, are you yeah, millennial? I'm very much so. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're too many you're years at- away from Gen Z to be even close. So. Okay, cool. Then we're in the same generation. That yep. that makes me feel not too old. Okay. I do what I can. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I want to come back to how the project helped you process and think through some of this stuff, but let's, let's get sort of the... The overview of your story. Uh, there's a lot more in the book, obviously, but tell me a little bit about like, so you were listening to the podcast and you were not out. What did you know before then? When did you sort of become somewhat aware and and what was the journey to toward coming out? Mm, that's a good question. I think I was always aware. I always thought everybody was hot, which is actually how I describe my bisexuality is I like everybody and I can see the best in everybody. So uh, I didn't think that it was an option though to like both. I thought you could only like one, especially growing up in the church and having gone through most of my education in Christian school. It was all very, uh, it was, it was loaded. Like you couldn't, you couldn't be anything but straight. And I thought, well, this is, you know, an option that I do feel. So why don't we just go with that one? Not realizing that both is also also a valid, valid option. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's always been there, but I was just approaching 30. My wife and I had left Italy. I did my master's in Italy um, in piano performance, in case anybody's curious. And we came to the UK so I could do a PhD. And by this point, we'd left the church We had too many just bad experiences um, with people who we thought that we were supposed to be able to trust, Um, like our pastor, for example, who married us, who was actually um, sleeping with other married women at the time that he married us. And so it was just it just felt like the world was like crashing, um, (laughs) crashing down on us. And I just thought, okay. Uh, things aren't what I think they are. I'm starting to be able to sit in my own thoughts, especially with lockdown. Nothing else was going in except for just so much time staring at the same four walls. And I just really had to face it. I didn't really have anything else to do, anywhere else to go, anything else to think about. And uh, then I found your podcast and it just helped me form language around what I was feeling. Wow. Cool. A, a a pandemic coming out story, I think, is semi-common because people oh, for really sure. were just like alone with their thoughts and thinking about how do I want to live when we come out of this. And uh, I love that. Absolutely. I, I, I also like your, uh, your it's a sort of a new good definition of bisexuality. Like we have Robin Oaks. I call myself bisexual because I see the capacity of be attracted to more than one blah 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 much more eloquent. i think yours is pretty simple yours maybe a little more eloquent but yours is nice and simple and beautiful uh i like everybody and see the best in everybody i there call myself go. bisexual because i uh i think you should coin that <laughs> okay so tell me a little more then so you didn't realize till close to 30 i remember that's where your story in the book starts with mm-hmm. with like I don't want to not address this before 30, which is exactly, yeah. exactly what happened to me a few years earlier. 
tell me about how you met your wife and how your relationship started and developed, uh, you know, amidst that awareness and coming out later. Sure. Well, we were very young when we got married because church, uh, we, you know, you couldn't have sex. So you basically have to get married so you can do that. And uh, we were 23 when we got married, which is just looking back, it's just so painfully young. Uh, I feel like we were confident in who we were, but didn't necessarily, you know, when you know, you only know what you know, but you can't receive something because you're just not there yet. So people would say all the time, like, oh, you're so young. Don't you want to wait? You're going to find out who you are later. And I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, goodbye. And we got married anyway. And it's all very true. Um, but I think because we were able to embrace a growth mindset and that we could support each other, even in the changes, because I think compatibility is a bit of a myth. I think you always have to work at that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I, I remember at one point she said, oh, bisexuality, that's just like when you can't pick a side or whatever. And so that kind of shut down in me, anything of wanting to potentially come out, but after going through years of thinking through all of the church trauma and uh, just gaining a little more life experience, I thought, well, maybe she's in a different place with this now. So, and I have the language to actually say how I'm feeling. So I was actually, she was the first person I told, I think it was actually 29 when I told her, but it was like gearing up to be 30 so that I could be, you know, out and out and 30 flirty and thriving or whatever it is. (laughs) And, uh, she took it really well and I was a little surprised, but very Hmm. happy that it, that it went well. Huh? Can you tell me more about how it went? Oh, sure. So her parents were here. And uh, we were, so we were actually like, it was National Coming Out Day, which I didn't know. It just happened at the time, which was like serendipitous. And we were just like laying in bed and we were chatting because I like fucking love me some pillow talk. I'm just like, give it to me. So uh, we were pillow talking and I was just like, I have to do this. I have to do this. And no matter how it goes, I need to do this for me because it is for me. And it's something that I feel like I can invite people into. And it's, it's really not for them. Like it's not for you, boo. But even though I mm-hmm. love my wife, um, it's, it's mine and I wanted to share it. And so I did, um, of course, very sheepishly, like under the covers, I think I'm bisexual. <laughs> and, uh, she was like, Oh my gosh, that's so great. Like, thank you for sharing that with me. And, uh, wow. you know, it was a conversation starter. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. that And kudos to your wife for that response and that open-mindedness of like, okay, I'm glad you're sharing this and let's talk about it. Not to harp, I don't want to harp on it, but it's just like such a difference from the, where you started and, and all the things you were brought up with in that church. Like, was it, was it really scary until that moment? Like, until that moment and what was it like before versus after Mm. yeah in terms of fear it i think i was still a little bit afraid after i told her because you know you have to wake up in the morning and see that person who just said that thing to you Um, (laughs) but her reaction was very real so i was pleased um i think i had just spent so much time processing it Mm -hmm. because 
um, I talk about this a little bit in the, well, I guess in in the book, but it was just, just the interview that we, that you <laughs> the did. The last time you and I and talked. The yeah. last time we talked. Yeah. And um, it was actually the census. So I, yeah. I, I filled out the census differently than how I normally would just to see like if my computer would explode, if I, you know, typed in bisexual and it was fine, nothing happened. And I sent that shit to the government. So now they know. And I was just like, okay, that was January. So then, you know, all the way to October to national coming out day, listening to the podcast, freaking out a little bit, if I might also maybe be pansexual, but then landed on bi because that felt more appropriate. Um, and I, yeah, I think I just had a lot of time to, to sit with myself and think so that I felt, you know what, saying this out loud, I can be confident that I'm actually sharing who I am and not, you know, some half-baked idea, but that's also a little bit of my perfectionism because I tend to overthink most things, but I, uh, I, I was I was very sure when I said it, even if I was nervous to say it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, and I'm glad the podcast was helpful in that processing. Uh, I think you're not the only bi person who tends to overthink things. It might, it, I don't know if it's uh, necessarily, but it's certainly it's could could be related. Could be. Uh, that and that that's the secret uh, way that they buy erase us is if you put that you're bisexual in the census, your computer explodes. So Ooh. I'm glad I'm glad you made it through and they okay. didn't erase you. Let's not tell that to the UK <laughs> government at this point. Um so we I think our interview was about a year ago only. Yeah. So it hasn't been that much time. But let me ask you this like what's changed in your relationship since coming out? And and then also, if anything's changed in the last year, um, how has your relationship evolved? Hmm. I think I feel like I'm more of myself because I am. So I remember having this discussion with the friend and she was like, well, yeah, you want the person who you're with to know all of you. Uh, like, you know, she said, I've told my um, husband things that I'm not proud of, but I just wanted him to know, you know, who, who I am. And, uh, even if that person is, is different, it's just, you can connect on a different level. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize it, but I think that was also part of me wanting to share with my wife, uh, that I am bisexual is just so that we can actually be connecting with each other and not ideas of each other. If that makes any sense. And totally. so I feel like when we are together, we're, we're really together because it's me who's present. It's not an idea of me. And also sex is better because it's freer. I'm not like competing with this weird idea of what it means to be like a man in the relationship. And uh, it, I feel like we've talked about hard things. Saying I'm bi, it was really hard. And so now it's okay to just ask for what I want and be comfortable with what I want because I'm more comfortable with who I am. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's been great. It's been great. Awesome. Awesome. It sounds like so many things I have said to people also, I think we had a similar evolution once we came out, but, but I also think it makes so much sense that when, when you hid this thing for so long and then you finally say it and everything's okay, then it makes you comfortable with the other things that you thought, you know, you might be ashamed to talk about or especially sex and things you like and what you need. Mm -hmm. uh, so that makes 
a lot of sense to me. So you married young. Something I learned from the book is that bisexuality does not equal non-monogamy. And actually, majority of the people in the book are monogamous. But it is often something that comes up uh, mm-hmm. that like even those who remain monogamous often end up talking about it. Did you guys end up talking about it? And and what were those conversations like if they existed? They definitely existed. Uh, that was kind of one of the first topics to, to come up. And uh, we are monogamous. Uh, we I think it was more of just like, you know, do you... <laughs> I don't want to, I don't know, I don't want to make it sound like it was that dramatic, but sort of that idea of like, do you love me? You're not going to leave me for all these other people just because you're into all these other people. And uh, it was like, well, no, because I've built a relationship with my wife and she's just been so supportive. And that's what I think really worth um, keeping and 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 fighting for. So um, yes, I would, you know, have loved to done a lot more exploring, um, but you know, this is, this is where we are and I'm really happy here. So it works. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of people sort of fear the, that conversation and it, and it often comes up one way or another, but like being bi is not the same as being non-monogamous necessarily. Uh, And, and just, you know, talking about that is you, you got to get comfortable talking through why and those things too. Promoting your podcast on social media can be challenging. I should know. I did it for many years all by myself. You have to go through your interview and find the best clips. You have to add captions. You have to add artwork. You have to upload it to multiple different social media sites and monitor all of them. It's necessary to get your content out there, but it just takes a lot of time. That is why I love Zencaster's AI clipping tool. It has really changed the way that I post on social media and made things much, much easier for me. It's easy to get started. Zencaster's AI clipping tool is designed to make your content creation process seamless. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, Zencaster's platform is user-friendly and accessible. The clipping tool creates auto captions so you can leave the heavy lifting to AI as it generates titles, descriptions, and complete closed captioning for your video clips. And you can autopilot your posts, effortlessly integrate and auto post your viral video clips across top platforms like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Are you ready to revolutionize your content creation? Click on my referral link in the episode description or use my code 2BIGUYS, T-W-O-B-I-G-U-I-S, to receive an exclusive 20% discount on your first month of any paid plan. Don't miss out on this opportunity to elevate your content and engage your audience like never before with Zencaster. I love sextoids. I have acquired quite a collection. I think they're a really fun way to try out new things and explore with whoever you want to explore. Other people, even just by yourself. If that sounds interesting to you, I think you will love BunnyShop.com. BunnyShop is not your average adult store. Think of it as your very own adult shop, thoughtfully curated by your fashionable bestie. They take their selections seriously, handpicking each item for its aesthetics, safety, and top-notch quality. No matter where you are on your journey, whether you're a BDSM pro or completely new to the world of sex toys, Bunny Shop has got you covered. Their thoughtfully selected range includes toys, accessories, and wellness products to suit every desire and preference. And that's true. I've explored their website a little. They have a lot of interesting stuff. So 
Let go of any shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use code 2 guys T-W-O-B-I-G-U-I-S. Visit BunnyShop.com. That's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Spelled with two P's and an E at the end. Because Bunny Shop is fancy. I want to ask you this because you're... you're your story is unique in many ways, but one of the ways is that you don't live in, in America at the moment. You're in London. Is that right? Yep. So tell me, like, where where did you live until you moved to London? And then, like, what's it like being a queer person there? Uh, is there a bi scene? Have you found bi community or just like, what's the vibe over there? Is it different in any way? Mm, the vibes are good here. So I grew up uh, outside of LA, actually, in the one of the world's saddest towns, Lancaster. Um, don't go there. Save yourself. Okay. And uh, I also I grew up between there and Hawaii, which was a lot nicer. I uh, spent a few years in Hawaii. Then I went to university in Colorado, in Fort Collins at Colorado State. And then a master's in Perugia, Italy, and now a PhD in London. So um, a bit uh, a bit of a lot of things, a little bit everywhere. I don't really know what to compare it to because I wasn't out in any of those places. I wasn't seeking anything in any of those places. Um, but I do find, I mean, being bisexual in London is like being a ham and cheese sandwich. Like there's just so much other more interesting, crazier things that this city has seen that I don't even <laughs> think like anybody's particularly bothered. <laughs> so, cool. um, yeah, it's, it's, I like it. it's easy. And, um, I mean, for the most part, I think there's still some, uh, people who don't really understand, but that's also not really my problem. So um, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, I think you can find people anywhere. Uh, and London's a great city to to find people to connect with. So it's it's been great. Cool. And and have you found by community, or is that still something that is is a struggle? I found queer community, but not necessarily specifically by. Although I do know it's out there. Um, but I, I have found that more just in my circles that I'm in normally, as opposed to like going out and seeking um, anything uh, in particular, mostly just because of time, because part time work, part time PhD, self funding, like it's not easy. So, um, you know, I have yeah. found really cool people, though, uh, in my normal circles. Cool. And OK, so you said you came into your wife first, then when did you? decide to come out more publicly and how did you do that and then what's how how has made making those queer connections uh affected your life mm. that's a great question it's a continuous process because you constantly have to be like hi i'm andre oh also i'm bisexual and some people know what to do with that and other people don't know what to do with that again not my problem, but I just think people should know uh, because I want to know that the people in my life uh, accept me for me. Uh, it's it is interesting though to to have to continuously say it, whereas if you're straight, you're just assumed 
to be or you're it's like a default you know like you're assumed to be straight until otherwise or people just assume that i'm gay which i just let them assume anyway because i think it's kind of funny but also i'm like by the way it's a little bit true so you know it's yeah it's it's what it is um it's it's been good i feel like it's so nice to have you know what the best thing is i think about having queer connections with people is that you can just acknowledge a little bit that maybe we're all a little attracted to each other and we give each other really nice hugs straight hugs fucking hate those it's just like pat pat goodbye and i'm just like no bitch hug me please Like, I love you. I want to just hug you like a normal person, but it has to be like, dudes don't hug like that, you know? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's been really nice, I have to totally. say. I, I, I totally agree. Uh, and I also have had that. I, I, what I actually kind of like about being a queer person in a, in a straight passing marriage is like, if I'm in a gay space by myself, uh, you know, people will assume I'm gay. And then sometimes I'll just like mention my wife and they'll be like, oh, get interested. And then, and then they'll be like, does she know that you're, and I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I'm like, we're Polly, we're bi, like she knows I'm doing all this wherever I am. And they're like fascinated by it. And I kind of I like that reaction, even if it's a little uh, making an assumption. I, sure. I kind of like sub- subverting it in reverse of the the normal way um yeah it's good stuff so you said that you didn't know it would be helpful for you to participate in this project i'm curious like how how did it help you participating or what did you learn about yourself by by doing the interview mm. I, I think it's the pointed questions you know, because you have a very clear idea because you've been out for a while and you've been in bi spaces and you've been thinking about this thing for a while. And then I just come in like this baby by like, I don't know what I'm doing. So to have someone who's actually thought about this and who can ask those really important questions was just really helpful for me to to think about things uh, in a new way and to have questions that no one would necessarily ask. Um, mm-hmm. Or I guess that straight people or even gay people wouldn't wouldn't think to to ask so that was it was it was really interesting actually think thinking back on it um what was the other question there was something else in there yeah no like what what did you learn about yourself oh, what did i learn uh, about myself that's what it was okay sorry i forgot i'm here um that that all makes sense but keep going mm-hmm. i think i learned as i lose a headphone i think i learned that i can be brave enough to be who I am in front of other people, which sounds probably a little cheesy, but you know what? It's true. It's absolutely true. And I, I think it's just so important for people to feel like there's space for them and that they can just be who they are. So I think the experience helped me sit in that a little bit more. Yeah. I, that's amazing. I'm so glad that that happened uh, for you. And yeah, you can be. I mean, you can be brave enough to share this stuff. And it's similar to your census and your computer didn't explode. It's like you kind of have to try it sometimes to know how you feel. And then when you put yourself out there and it feels good and okay and nothing exploded, you you keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Also, this is a slight detour, but your your first answer makes total sense to me because I'm actually, I, this isn't meant to be a plug, but I guess it will be. I'm in training to be a life coach uh, with IPEC. The, it's a coaching training program because, because like I've realized that a lot of what I've been doing is in that vein anyway. And what we learn about is coaching is basically about asking empowering questions and digging into things that people don't always have the awareness that, that they should dig into. And and but really, like you had all the answers inside you. Like I didn't give you any advice or tell you anything, especially because it was an interview. I literally just asked questions. But what you said makes total sense that like you know, you hadn't been through it and you hadn't necessarily thought about each of the things I asked you before and just reflecting on them and thinking about your life in a certain framework is is useful and helpful and helps you kind of connect dots and figure out what your values really are. It's all there, but just being asked and being listened to is, mm-hmm. is powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, I love that for um, you. Yeah. That's so cool. That's Thank cool. You. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I want to continue this podcast and this work and buy stuff. And I want to continue my writing career and TV work and film work, like all of it's continuing, but I, I'm really into this coaching stuff and it's, uh, it's going to be a nice sort of side gig for me. And I want to, I like helping people through all this stuff. So so stay tuned uh, on my website. I'll have some coaching stuff coming soon, but not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Will do. Um, what is something that you wish you had realized or understood sooner in, mm. in your life? Uh, too many things. I don't know if we have time for all of that. Oh, man. That's a loaded one. I think... I'm going to gather my thoughts. <laughs> oh, just so, just so, so much. I, I guess starting with, it's just okay to be you, like on a, just a basic level. Um, in, in thinking about trans rights right now in particular, like it's, it should just be fine to be yourself, you know? And I wish that we didn't, have to make people feel like that wasn't true. So I guess that would be the really the basis for everything. Like it's not it's not bad to want to be with a woman and it's not bad to also want to be with a man or with however that anybody else identifies. Um I but you know it's that thing that I was saying earlier you can only know what you know at a certain time. And sometimes you just can't receive things. So like, even when people would explain to me, you know, that the, the, the church was this and that, and I would just be like, no, it's great. It's fine. And don't get me wrong. I had some great experiences there, good community. And some of my best friends are still, uh, were, were from the church, even though they've kind of, you know, all left in different capacities, which is telling, but uh, mm. it, I just, I just wish that I would have been able to see a little bit outside of myself, I think, and my own experiences 
And I think so without, you know, getting into all the the things that I would list, I feel like those are probably the two biggest ones that would have just led me to being a lot more open and a lot more comfortable um, with yeah. myself and with other people, because I I hate thinking about that old version of myself where like I was so homophobic to myself and then also to other people. Oh, that's just it's just rough mm-hmm. to think about. I mean, I'm glad we're past that, but I yeah slightly uncomfortable because i wish i had known what i know now right i mean don't we all but yeah we're 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 very much stuck inside our own experience for for a while uh i mean you broke out of it very young comparatively but uh when you're in it it's tough to see it from outside yeah yeah actually let me ask you because it came up like how has coming out affected your perception of gender in the gender spectrum, mm. if it has. Yeah, I think it has. Well, because I had to think about that. Because I had that moment where I was like, oh, what is that actress on? Oh, the cat is coming down maybe to visit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's very cute if she does. Um, what was I watching? Oh, it was Sense8. And I can't remember the actress's name, but there's a trans actress in in the series and i was like wait am i pansexual like what does that mean if i'm attracted to this gender or that gender and so i i I just kind of had to confront it more than i normally would have in my typical binary thinking of you know male or or female uh so i think it just it just helped me realize that there's so many experiences out there and there's so many different expressions of humanity. And I think of how we experience, ultimately how we experience joy. I think there's just so many different expressions of, of joy. And I think gender can definitely fall um, into that. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, She's here. Let me ask you this. Oh, cute. Do you want to introduce your cat since we're on video today? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is Penelope. We call her Boo Boo because she's super cute. This is Penelope. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Penelope. Uh, <laughs> she's so cute. Okay. You can go back to eating your kibbles Adorable. now. Although I should move her out of the frame. Maybe. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, she yeah. can she can be part she of it. She can chill. We we love dogs and cats on this show. Amazing. Since since we moved to video interviews, uh mm. there's a there's a long history of dogs and cats invading the interview (laughs) it's what they do best um yes indeed what's something you're still struggling with in this space or in relationships what's still a challenge i don't know that there is anything like super pressing yeah if anything if if there's not that's cool i guess um, it would be great to find other it would be great to find some more bi community i think but yeah. I, I feel like that will come when I'm not so like here and there with every all the commitments that I that I currently have. But um, that that's just not really a struggle, though. That's just something that would be nice. Although I say that and then I bet when I when I end up actually making friends with bisexual people, I'll be like, this is what I needed my whole life. So I'm sure that's going <laughs> to happen. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, for now, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Cool. How, and when, when stuff has come up with, with your wife, that is challenging. How do mm-hmm. you guys, how did you guys learn to get through it? Oh God. Um, couples therapy for one, 
just like go to it. Even in the best of times, just do it. Um, that's me giving everybody unsolicited advice. Um, I also think you just have to learn how to, how and when to have the conversations. For us, we're both, we both got real strong Capricorn energy and we bring it, we bring it to the table. And sometimes it gets really stubborn, you know, like Hmm. the, the air is thick with, with stubbornness and it's just like, I'm right and you're wrong. And there's no really like understanding that can happen there. So we just had to learn to value each other's experience, even if we didn't experience that, that thing, that same way and, uh, Mm -hmm. find ways to just accept that maybe I have to do a thing for you just because that would be the thing that you need and not necessarily the thing that I want to do or the thing that I think you need. And, and, uh, that's definitely still a work in progress and probably always will be because Mm -hmm. we're imperfect people. But, I think that's the basis for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were were there ever any times you weren't sure if your relationship would continue? Oh yeah, during the pandemic. Have... Mm. Just because again, all that alone time was a lot. And that's actually when we started couples therapy, which uh couldn't have come in a better time because I was and I said this to her, I was at the point of like, I'm not saying I'm going to leave you. I'm just saying that whatever this is that we're doing is absolutely not working for me and it's not working for you either. So we just had to, we were just stuck in that same pattern of being stubborn and fighting about literally nothing uh, because we were stuck together forever, which I think a lot of people, well, I say that, you know, hoping that, hoping that everybody else can identify with this experience, but if you don't, that's great. Good for you. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting time. But then we got the couples therapy and that was like a really good reset and a really good way to give us the tools to be able to to move forward together instead of feeling like we were always going to fight each other. Mm, cool. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Don't go away. There's a bit more with Andre coming up, but there's even more on Patreon. 15 extra minutes of bonus content for this episode alone. You won't want to miss it. And also full-length video of this entire interview so you can see Andre instead of just hearing him. You can also witness all my weird facial expressions and many raised eyebrows as he speaks. Totally different experience. You should try it out. That's patreon.com slash Robert Brooks Cohen. Bonus content, videos, early access, some other fun behind-the-scenes clips. Thanks also for listening to this series about bi-married men. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Don't forget that my book, Bisexual Married Men, Stories of Relationships, Acceptance, and Authenticity, is out on November 30th, 2023, and it's available to pre-order now. Makes a great holiday gift, don't you think? And now here is a little bit more with Andre T. Short. Enjoy. All right, last question probably maybe not but last last real question on my list how does your sexuality bring you joy Mm. i think in so many ways um i hope i hope you can hear the joy too like this is it's just it's such a joyful thing i i love the the freedom that comes with it and the 
the taking away of competition as well. Like I don't have to compete with a standard. I don't have to compete with like another straight dude because I'm just, I'm not, I'm not there anymore. I'm not on that level anymore. I'm on a, I'm not that I've leveled up or whatever, but I've just moved past that, I guess. Um, and it's just so beautiful to be able to walk through the world and to see and try to understand things just as they are without judging them, without putting any pressure on them to be a different way. I mean, you know, there's of course things that we all wish were different, especially when it comes to horrible things that happen in the world. But that's, that's not what I mean. I I mean, just like being able to enjoy people for people and being able to, you know, enjoy the winter for the winter, even though it's like cold and dark and, and rainy the whole time, but just to kind of be able to, to find the joy in everything and, and accept things the, the, the way that they are, because I've been able to accept myself. I also love, I just, I mean, I've talked about London being a good vibe, right? But like being on the tube and just being like, you know what? I don't have to feel bad about taking two second glances at that person with a really strong jaw. Like we love a strong jaw, you know? And I don't have to be worried about Uh it. I mean, obviously like I wouldn't stare them down because that's creepy, but to just be like, you know what? This is, this is a new thing now. I can think about what Mm -hmm. I like and, um, not feel like it's a threat. Um, we can yeah. talk about like my wife and I can talk about boys that we think are cute together and that's totally, totally fine. It just feels like so much of a freer experience. So I don't know if there's like one thing that brings me joy. It's just the whole, it's the whole thing. It's the whole package. It's the whole mindset. Yeah. It's the whole experience. And it's, it's, I'm hoping it'll get better. I'm sure it will. It only has since I've come out. So, yeah. um, it's just all exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I and I identify with pretty much everything you just said and that freedom and like, even even if you're not going to talk to someone on the subway, just like having the thought that that person is hot and I can acknowledge that and not have to look away quickly and deny that I was looking like that's just very freeing. And uh, and I, I, I can hear in your voice and see on video the energy you have around this and the joy that it does bring. And and if you're listening to this and not watching the video, you should go watch the video on Patreon because it is, you can really see it. Uh, you can see the difference. And people in my life told me that before and after I came out, like they could feel the energy difference mm. when they're around me. And you don't fully realize how, how transformative it can be until it happens. Absolutely. Is there anything else on your mind that we didn't get a chance to talk about it's okay if there's not oh not necessarily that we didn't get a chance to talk about but i that mean what you just said made me think of when i caught up with a friend the other day who i hadn't seen in like months like almost a full year and he was like oh look at you you seem so much lighter and i was like it's not all the gymnastics that i've been doing it's the (laughs) energy that i'm bringing and uh that was great cool that is awesome. And uh, well, it's lovely to see you again. Uh, you thank as well. Thank you so much for, yeah, thanks so much for doing the interview last year and being in the book and coming back to talk today and for all the, the wisdom and vulnerability and joy that you have shared with us. Uh, I do think it's going to really affect so many people who are going through similar stuff. Um, and hopefully we can 
keep this yeah. going and uh, you know encourage this kind of openness totally from more people. Awesome. Thank you so much again. Great to see yeah. you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Two Bad Guys is produced and edited by me, Rob Cohen, and it was created by me and Alex Boyd. Our logo art is by Caitlin Weinman. Our music is by Ross Mincer. We are supported by the Gotham, and we are part of the Zencaster Creator Network. Visit patreon.com slash Cohen for bonus content, early access, exclusive videos, and behind-the-scenes outtakes. Thanks so much for your support, and thanks for listening to Two Bad Guys.